Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Thursday, May 26th. Father Abraham had many sons. Many sons had Father Abraham. Today's scripture reading, Galatians chapter 3, verses 5-7, through 7, from Mike's Amplified Version. And I promise, no more singing. So again, I put it to you. The one generously supplying you with the life-changing breath of God and energizing you again and again and again for life-changing demonstrations of divine power right where you live, does this proceed from your ongoing performative compliance to a religious system, or or does it come from your ongoing posture of life-changing trust flowing from what you hear? Answer, Abraham. Abraham exercised life-changing trust in God and was considered fully squared and right with God as a result. So enter this into your experiential database. Those who exercise such life-changing trust, these are Abraham's true progeny. And this is God's Word. I get to have some really intriguing conversations in the course of each week. People checking out the church, or God, or Jesus. People in the church. People in the process of leaving the church. People who are long gone from the church. On this occasion, it was with a recent arrival who had questions about Zionism, very passionately stating his view that the modern state of Israel is a purely human political concoction, very much not of God, and that, in fact, he asserted, no one on the planet can prove they're Jewish, so there are no Jews, emphasis his. Then was displayed a shocked expression as he went on to say, and I can't even share this with anyone because they call me anti-Semitic with a long shofar from Israel right before him in my office and Hebrew texts scattered about the room. Indeed. Yes, some really intriguing conversations. I don't remember all of my responses. I tried, as always, to move in the zone of the Lord's servant must not be contentious, but gentle, willing to yield, in meekness offering instruction to others. Ah, but then there is Galatians, isn't there? in all of its glorious edginess. But what, do I, but what I do remember sharing was this, also from the pen of Paul, in the rather more amplified letter to the Romans. A person is not a Jew who is one only outwardly, nor a circumcision merely outward and physical. No, a person is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is circumcision of the heart by the spirit, not by the written code. Such a person's praise is not from other people, but from God. Or, as the message captures Paul's words, Don't you see? It's not the cut of a knife that makes a Jew. You become a Jew by who you are. It's the mark of God on your heart, not, a, not of a knife on your skin that makes a Jew. And recognition comes from God, not legalistic critics. What's crucial to remember is that this is a Jew, a Hebrew of Hebrews of the tribe of Benjamin, because this one at least could prove it. Who's saying this? 
I suppose it's somewhat like a red-blooded American, our own actual ethnicities being all over the board, saying, it takes more than a 4th of July picnic and apple pie to make an American. Being an American is something you carry within yourself and a deep-seated commitment to freedom and to empowering as many other people as possible with that freedom. Well, because that is what being an American is all about, isn't it? Or it's like an evangelical saying that it takes more than baptism in a communion wafer to make a Christian. It, it's something we carry much deeper. In other words, Paul isn't being anti-himself as a Jew. He is simply as a Jew defining himself and his people as any Jew has a right to do. Paul isn't being anti-Semitic any more than Jesus when he said to his fellow Jewish audience, if you were Abraham's children, then you would do what Abraham did. And Jesus was, of course, also a Jew, and he could prove it too, twice over, in fact, in two, count them, two genealogies, both moving in different direction, that's another whole story, but arriving at the same place, Abraham. Which brings us full circle back to Paul's argument in Galatians. Being Abraham's progeny, his kith and kin, isn't realized by flesh we remove, but by the faith we engage. No matter what you can trot out from Genesis 17 about the removal of a piece of flesh defining Abraham's offspring, Paul's argument is that Genesis 15 trumps Genesis 17 by virtue of precedence and its timing, to say nothing of Exodus 430 years later. By explicit divine pronouncement, Abraham was fully squared with God by the nod of deepening trust at least two full decades before the removal of a single foreskin was even mentioned or effected. You can read his expanded argument on this point on the fourth page of his letters to the Romans. That would be Romans 4, verses 1 to 25. Yes, Father Abraham does indeed have many sons and daughters, and they regularly can and do prove it without producing the results of a single blood test or displaying a detailed genealogy, let alone a bloody detached foreskin. Okay, ew. They prove it by trusting ever more deeply as he did. They prove it by leaving everything they know and love at divine bidding and go to God knows where. They prove it by being as fallible and subject to moral failure and cultural short-sightedness as he was, and yet continuing to walk with God with integrity in the unwavering pursuit of the promise. And they do it with or without foreskins and with or without pork on the menu. So did Abraham, and so do we, if we are his kith and kin. So might I suggest that your second read for the day is that amplified argument Paul makes about all this Abraham business on the fourth page of Paul's letter to the Romans. Again, Romans chapter 4, verses 1 to 25. Pick your translation and read away. See what you see. Then pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer. On what basis would you consider yourself a child of Abraham? Or is this something you've even contemplated before? Why would you want to be? What have you left and where are you going? 
How would you want to be like Abraham? And in what ways might you rather not? Lord, let me be a child of Abraham in all the right and healthy and life-giving ways. And though I would skip his failures and foibles, I shall no doubt come up with plenty of my own. Give me the grace to keep walking the good road with you regardless, as I look for the city with foundations of which you are the architect and builder, as I mark my path with altars made with me the living sacrifice, as I do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with you, my God, through your Spirit with, upon, and in us. Amen.